Welcome to Hidden Secrets to Leadership Success, the podcast that helps you be the leader you were meant to be. Our speakers are Hector McAhern and Steve Royal, both experienced leaders in their own right. They will share with you more about their careers and background as our podcasts evolve. As you will hear, leadership is a fascinating subject with literally hundreds of definitions. But the purpose of these podcasts is simple for Hector and Steve. They want you to be a better leader. No matter where you are now, what they have to share is vital to your future leadership success. So let's jump in. Here are Hector McAhern and Steve Royal. Well, welcome back, and uh, we're delighted to uh, have you with us. Uh, we're uh, uh, excited to continue our look at the um, hidden secrets to leadership success and um, uh, talking about the characteristics that um, most leaders uh, uh, either uh, have or have demonstrated over time and uh, the experiences that Hector and I have in uh, working with those leaders and the uh, uh, opinions of the folks that uh, I've been privileged to have in, in a number of classes that uh, uh, gave their opinions on characteristics of a leader. So uh, today we're going to be talking about um, a particularly interesting one, um, and we wrote it down as respected, so the leader as a respected uh, leader. But we also want to make sure that we talked about uh, the respect that a leader has for the people around uh, around them and the um, uh, the folks that they are charged with leading. So it has multiple dimensions. If you think about uh, what we're talking about, respect. It's not only uh, is the leader respected by the subordinates, but um, does the leader actually respect? both the uh, subordinates that they're charged with leading uh, and the people around them. So uh, we'll jump off with that, and we'll talk with this definition. A leader that is valued by and values each member, each team member's existing and potential qualities and achievements. Now, that may sound a little, uh, a little different, but um, uh, it has a number of those dimensions. The dimension of the leader is valued and the leader values their uh, team members and values their abilities and achievements. And so it's, uh, uh, it's a fairly complex definition. So, Hector, what's your first impression as we start talking about um, the char characteristics of respected? Well, as, as we think about it, one of the things that uh, I wrote down is this whole business of taking credit for things. The, the idea of if I am respected and I respect the people that, uh, quote, work for me, it's very important that they see me giving them credit for their accomplishments. And it is so easy to see now, and, and it may be because I'm just uh, out of it in terms of having lived this thing for so long, but I have seen situations where people just never got credit for what they did. And they they ended up 
leaving, quitting, going somewhere else, because I, I think that if people are not valued for their contributions, they are not going to work right. for you. And, and by work for you, I mean, they will, they will bring maybe their hands, but they aren't bringing their brains. Right. They're just not, they're dismissing you until they see you really, really do that. So that would be a beginning uh, point that I would give and just the idea of thinking about how does a respected leader look? Uh, the first thing that I think as of a respected leader is that he demonstrates competence. However you go about it. If you are in a business and we talked about purpose and why we are doing what we do, right. a great leader demonstrates, and I'll say it this way, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. And knowledge of what you are doing does not mean you don't ask questions or that you know everything, but you you know and you have a competence around whatever you are dealing with yeah i, I think you're you're exactly right this uh, this issue of respect uh, um i think uh, for a leader to be respected what we're talking about is that the people around that leader whether they're subordinates or colleagues or uh or even bosses um respect the person for what uh, for what they bring to the table, and um, and that respect is reciprocated in a way that allows the leader to recognize what every member of the team brings to the table. I think that's the what I would add to that is that uh, this ability to understand what is important to the people around you. And making sure that you are recognizing what they bring to the table, what that, that skill is. And often leaders, especially those that are not terribly effective, will do is not recognize the accomplishments. And so you've got somebody on your team who in this current life may be uh, struggling with understanding what your role is or what this your unit is supposed to do. But in prior roles and in prior things has been uh, very successful. And I'm thinking specifically about one, one example that uh, um, the, uh, uh, the leader that I'm thinking about uh, was uh, in charge of a unit and um, they transferred a person into him that had been in the uh, uh, in another unit, and I'm trying to not not use specifics here so that the audience doesn't recognize where I'm coming from. But um, but the uh, uh, the person that came in actually had a degree um, from uh, one of the, the local universities, and that degree was in psychology. And the unit was responsible for processing te uh, processing uh, paperwork. I mean, they were part of that. But the leader never recognized that this person that came into their unit and was working for him didn't, he didn't recognize that she had anything to, to, of value to give from her prior experience. 
And so she felt continually disrespected uh, in this process, even though she didn't understand that unit's function, but she understand this, uh, understood the psychology of where they were and really had a lot to offer, but uh, was never recognized. And so that uh, it, it, I know that I'm probably making uh, respect a little more complicated than it needs to be, but that that's really what I'm looking at is that um, if you don't recognize the accomplishments of the people that work with you, even if those accomplishments are in some other field, then you're you're missing the opportunity to have them understand what you're trying to do. And then uh, that will also damage their respect for you. And typically what happens when a person uh, is so engaged, their senior leader doesn't have the ability to interpret that this person is making a contribution. Right. So if I'm really making a contribution and I never get credit for it, then one, I'm not going to respect you because I'm not getting credit for it. And two, the, the senior boss, who could be in a position of giving me a promotion if I am doing it well, will not either. Right. So I think the whole idea of, of making certain that and and you said, I think, subordinates first, but in addition to subordinates, the person who is that person's leader, great leaders create a way for those people to be recognized. Right. Right. In other words, so if I'm subordinate, somehow... You create a way, and 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 it it happened to me uh, several times when I worked in 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 various locations, and I did it when I had people work for me. Is I made certain that people who really knew their stuff had an opportunity to share it in front of a senior leader, right? Uh, versus just sharing it with me. So I think I think. The idea of being respected takes all of those curves. And the other thing I will say, which you have emphasized in many of these podcasts, is the whole idea of creating those that kind of culture. Right. So that if the culture uh, incents people to really do well, it's, a, it's great how uh, people excel. Right. But if there's nothing <laughs> to make me want to do well, excelling is not on my mind. Yeah, and and what we're uh, what we're seeing is that uh, with today's shortage of uh, of people willing to work, uh, and uh, what we're really rewarding right now, I think this is this is my opinion. Is that what we're rewarding people to show up because. That's that's the I mean keeping the doors open is challenge enough at the at the moment, but what I'm afraid is happening is that leadership is being I won't say forgotten that's probably too strong, but leadership is not being focused on it's not being focused on these issues, and um, what it what we're really uh, finding is that the um, the organizations that um, that we're familiar with and that we work with 
are so understaffed at this point that it's now just a matter of we've got to get the widget out the door. And so we'll we'll circle back later and correct all these other issues. So what, how about uh, I get get the widgets out the door? I think that's right. Do you think there's something about the millennials' attitude about uh, not only am I interested in getting the wit- widget out of the door, I'm also interested in getting promoted, right. and I, I've been in this position six months now, so let's roll, let's roll. Whereas in, in our time, and people may say to us, you guys just, y'all too old to know what's going <laughs> on, but in reality, the idea of sticking with something for a period of time to really get baked into it is so important. But do you, do you sense now that people, aside from that they want to, I heard somebody call it a microwave kind of experience where I get in, get out as quickly as possible, and it's time for my ne- new promotion. Well, I, th- I think the, the answer is all of those things go into what, what are happening right now. But the, the combination of the millennials sort of, I'm not sort of, actually maturing into uh, their 30s, um, and um, that's you know, one dynamic, but also that maturity in the context of the, uh, of the uh, pandemic and the things that have gone on with that are also causing lots of reconsideration, re, uh, reevaluation of, of what the uh, objectives are. I heard just the other day that um, uh, a real estate person was saying that where we thought the millennials were not interested in home ownership, now that they're in their 30s, it turns out they really are interested in home ownership. And so part of the, uh, the explosion of, uh, of people in the housing market um, is the fact that millennials are now saying, hey, maybe I do want to own a house. But where 10 years ago they were saying, no, I don't ever want to have to be tied down that way. And I think the same thing is true with the, war, with the job. 10 years ago, when millennials were 24, or uh, that uh, what they were saying is, well, I want all the experiences I can have, and so if I stay here six months and I don't see some pr- progression, then I'm gone. So I think, the, I think that has changed. Now, is it enough to make a difference in the world? I'm not sure, but I think it has changed. And... The, the thing that I think we're trying to talk about and trying to help leaders with is the changes in the world that we are seeing, the changes in the environment that we're thinking, and we really probably ought to focus on the U.S., but uh, I think what we're seeing is that how we lead is probably more important than it's ever been because so much has changed, and I often hear this term, well, when we get back to normal, and what I think people are beginning to recognize is that that's not possible, that the going back to what we had in 2019 is just not a, uh, is, is not a part of that. So leaders have to look at who they're, 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 they're leading, what their needs are, and that's respecting their needs. So when we go back to the, 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 the characteristic we're focused on, uh, but also in the cor- course of doing that, 
it's important that millennials begin to understand and respect the leaders that they have. And I think that's where we were missing a little bit uh, five years ago or so forth, because I think millennials weren't as respectful of their leaders as they, I think they are now, that they're, they're looking at it and saying maybe they actually knew what they were talking about. That makes sense. And uh, I'm thinking about people in our own age group. What happened to us as we were coming along in terms of change and adaptation that we had to make as we grew older. And I think in a lot of ways, the millennials are just examples of the same thing. The evolution that we go through right. finds that people are far less likely to do certain things at a given time, which which uh, attracts me to this whole issue of respecting. Uh, you really respect and regard highly those people who are around you, and you look for opportunities to uh, care and feed them. Right. And, you know, this whole issue of connectedness, uh, I feel pretty strongly about connecting in addition to communication. People really want to be connected and feel cared for when they're doing what they do. Right. Whether it's uh, a technical job or whether it's a uh, science or whatever it is, I think people now want to know that they're cared about. And if you look around, everything that we deal with, somehow those things are interspersed with them. How well are you caring about those persons? Right. What's your sensitivity about that person? And how are you recognizing that person? Right. And I say that person, that way, because contrary to what I think a lot of people choose to believe, putting millennials into a category that all millennials fit, fit in is, I think, a mistake. Yeah, I would, I would agree. And my respect for you is very much involved with uh, your respect and my willingness to understand where you are, not just your group, but you. Exactly. So. Yeah, that, that individual uh, respect. And I think uh, as, we, uh, as we have looked at how leaders develop and the kinds of things that leaders need to pay attention to, um, it sort of is the same, same concept of treating all millennials the same. Um, which is obviously a mistake. One of the things that I think new leaders look for is a formula um, that you know that they can follow to be successful leaders. And in every class that I've taught, and every uh, everybody that I've coached, one of the very first things we talk about is there is no cookbook. There's no there's no magic book that we're going to roll out tomorrow and say. If you follow this book, you will be successful leading this group um, because nobody's written that book yet. As mm-hmm. a matter of fact, I did this just the other day. If you go on Amazon Books and you type in Books on Leadership, you will get no less than 200,000 entries. 
That's on Amazon. Um, wow. That's, un- that's amazing. Unbelievable. And what's even more disturbing about that, at least disturbing to me, is if you type in books on te- textbooks on leadership, you'll get something like 8,000. So there's not even a text. That's a, so my, my point is that there, the only way you learn how to lead is by leading. Um, and uh, by being in that role and, and listening to others around you and paying attention to it and focusing on how you lead and how you relate and not trying to find, okay, millennials are all the same, and so I will treat them all the same. And what you get is no respect. They won't respect you for that. And, and you will have trouble respecting them, which is the other issue that, uh, that I think is we're looking at when we talk about respecting as, as a characteristic. What we really are looking at is, as a leader, am I respected? And as a, a person who works with me, uh, do I respect them for what they bring to the table and what I see them working on? Those are the, the, the aspects of respected or being, being respected that I think are, are critical to being a successful leader. And... I'll add one more thing, one more layer to this cake, and that is um, once you move from this role that you're in today to the next role and whatever you are in whatever industry you're in or whatever job you're in, when you move to the next one, don't think that you can just repeat what you did last time. Right. It won't work that way. And and you, you may have been respected in that role, but you're not being respected in the new role. And uh, and the dynamics change, the issues change, the uh, the people change. What you know, what they bring to the table changes, and so trying to uh, lead the same way through uh, your whole career is uh, is impossible. But if you pay attention to what some might call these very small and minute things that we've been talking about, the characteristics of a leader. Um, what you are able to do is be successful by paying attention to those those issues. That's powerful, and and uh, I think somebody said it this way, Steve. What got you here won't get you there. Get you there. Exactly. <laughs> so your your approach to trying to fit everybody into this same little thing is a mistake. And I would say, as we are thinking about uh, all of what we are talking about here, remember what you just said. You cannot treat every millennial the same way right? and win. And uh, I've seen that a lot. And I think one of the things that really contributes to this whole idea is you really have to uh, we talked about this, be self-aware. Right. And uh, the other thing I would say is you have to have self-trust. Hmm. Okay. At some point, you have to get to the point that you really trust who you are and what drives you. And we talked about this on the last one is what that, what, what, what really causes you 
to be who you are? What do you value? What What are the three to five things in your life that are most important to who you are and who you are becoming? The other thing is understanding that you can't be the same unless you get clear on who you are. Right. Yep. And I I have lived that and seen that with a lot of people, even though I would say this, and I would say this about you, Steve, because we have dis- we are discovering this whole uh, value about our, our lives. Right. What we have learned and what got put into us, and I don't uh, a lot of which is the same thing. I don't know if it happened pre-five or pre-eight or whatever the what time. Time was, yeah. But there were things put into us that we basically don't compromise. Right, right. And I, I believe that one of the things that causes people to be respected is there are areas of their lives that are not compromisable. They just don't right. cross that line. Now, they have uh, the opportunity for you to cross it. I mean, in other words, you don't have to believe me. Right. But just understand, for me, right. I will not cross this line. Right. And you may. But I, I think respect is another one of those amorphous kind of things that we've been talking about that really matters in relationships. And we have to, if you are leading a group of people, and we've said this before, you really need to get grounded in who you are. First. First. Right. You gotta you gotta get grounded in who you are versus the old old idea was, you know, Get who they are, learn who they are, and then you can guide them. That just doesn't true. It's no, not true. No, the whole, the whole issue of uh, of knowing who you are and and your own self awareness is uh, is more and more a a, a critical issue because um, the the understanding we have of the people that we work with is so much more in depth than it may have been when you and I started our careers, is that um, uh, we, we didn't pay a lot of attention to um, the individual coming along because, first of all, there were, I mean, the, the, the prosperity of the world was different. I mean, the whole, the, the whole gestalt of what we, uh, what we have is just different. But um, now what we're really uh, thinking about is not only what drives me uh, and my self-awareness of what, what those things are, but the understanding that you're working on your own self-awareness and, and is the people that work with, uh, with me are, are working on their own self-awareness and what's really driving them. And so unless we have a, a really open conversation, it's not like that's going to happen over the water cooler. It's going it's to be a more in-depth uh, conversation. Unless we really have that conversation and have the ability to have that conversation, and the only people that are willing to have that conversation are people that feel honored and respected and trusted and uh, that recognize the values that we bring to the table. If you don't have those things, if they're not there, 
you can't have that conversation with them. They're going to open up to you about what their uh, what their objectives are or, or that sort of thing. And so this issue of respected is a much more complex understanding uh, of the relationship than the word might might be when, when yeah. somebody hears it for the first time. Say, well, that's easy. You know, respect, I'm sure I know what that is, and and uh, and I look forward to that. But because of the complexity of the world, of the the world that we live in, because of the things that we're exposed to now that we we weren't exposed to, um, this whole issue is much more complex. Not only is it more complex, it's getting more and more right. and more complex, which is the reason that Steve and I are having this conversation right. with you, because you cannot operate with people because of widgets, whether it is the widget or after the widget gets to the customer, the customer, as, as a person who is your supervisor, I have the responsibility to you to treat you in a way that is always respected. Right. And uh, I've seen so many of me, people like me in my age group, miss out on that opportunity because we went into it really believing that we knew everything. Right. And and really believing that our way essentially was the only way. Right. And I've had people say over and over again to me, heck, you can't take these soft skills that you're turning out here and cause people who work for me to take care of the widgets. And if you don't have the soft skills that we are talking about, you can forget the widgets. I promise you. Yeah. It ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. Yeah. It's just yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. And uh, no matter what part of the organization you're working with or how complex or, or um, mechanized their role is, um, they have to feel respected. They have to feel that they're bringing, and they are bringing much more knowledge now. And when I look at the uh, you know, pictures or I go into a, a manufacturing operation and, and I see the, the sophistication of what's happening in that environment, um, I think back about the, the days when I was going through college and I was working um, in basically in the textile business here in Greensboro. Um, and working for a textile manufacturing company. And uh, it's a little overwhelming to walk into uh, a um, cotton mill uh, or a, a denim mill here in Greensboro and see 500 looms working at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, doesn't happen now. Uh, and what you, what you see now is just you see 40 computer operators producing the same amount of goods that 500 uh, operating looms did back then. So... Um, now I know a lot of the post uh, folks listening to this won't understand what, uh, uh what all that was, but it, uh, <laughs> it was it's part of, it's part of my growing up in terms of, uh, of what, uh, what the world looked like and the way those people were treated by the, the supervisors, I won't even call them leaders at that point, uh, but by their supervisors was 
light years different than what we're talking about now. Um, that was, you know, at the end of the day, you got paid for what you did, and that was it. Nobody else cared about anything else. I won't go into all of that, but that's uh, uh, that's how the environment was. But that whole issue of respect is now we have to be re- we're respecting people for their technical knowledge. They bring more technical knowledge to it. We have a, a better understanding of their whole life experience, and so we understand that they're facing lots of, of different challenges. So what happened to, when you come to work tomorrow, Steve, leave your work, no, you leave your stuff that you did at home, yeah. at home. Leave your home life at home. Don't bring it, don't yeah. bring it to work. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we went through a lot of discussions and even probably had meetings around, you know, your, your homework. Yeah. Uh, should stay at home. Don't bring it in here. Don't bring it to. Don't bring it to to my world. No. And uh, all of that's over now. Oh yeah, yeah. Everything that's at home is at work. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> you mentioned something earlier. I wanted to, to loop back to because I think it's an important sort of touchstone for what's happening today. We talked about building relationships and respect and 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 those sorts of things, especially with your colleagues. What's ha- what will happen or what is happening to those people who are working remotely and probably will continue to work remotely? I know a lot of companies are deciding, um, you know, what's, what level of staff comes back into the uh, headquarters or into a, a, an office operation, but they're leaving an awful lot of people out uh, working remotely. And I know a lot of people are, are thinking that's wonderful. Uh, but I wonder about when we talk about culture, when we talk about respecting and respecting your boss and uh, or being respected as a leader, uh, we talk about um, self-awareness as, as a leader and all those sort of things. And then you look at um, a supervisor who may have 10 people working for them and they're all over the country there and none of them are face-to-face. Well, that's happening. And that goes back to self-trust is the first secret to success. You gotta, you gotta learn really how to trust yourself to effectively trust others. And the way things are changing, like you said, people are working from home, people are working remotely, and you have to be able, really, to trust them. And the idea of not trusting people who you've assigned something to do away from where you are is essential. Right. And I remember the time, and I don't know if you remember this, Steve, that the whole proximity thing was critical. Yeah. You wanted to be you you wanted to be around the people you work with. And, and we even had, say, you, to supervise, you need to see them, you need to see what's going on with them, down to uh, if you went to the parking lot. I want to make certain I started your car when I left. <laughs> and those kinds yeah, of exactly. things yeah. existed. Yeah. And now we're at a point that if I don't see you for a month and you tell me what to do, then you trust me. The other part of that, though, Steve, is understanding and working very hard to bring clarity 
to what expectations are. I think as now, uh, more so than ever before, the clarity of task, the clarity of purpose is so essential to causing us to make certain that what we are asking people to do is never ambiguous. Right. It right. needs and must be clear. And if it's not clear, uh, you pretty much struck out already. Yeah. 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 And I think that um, uh, that issue of, um, and I, I've not had experience with it because I've not had experience with the working remotely and um, uh, and not uh, not seeing folks. I'll give you one example that I, I still find amazing friend of mine went to work for a new company in March of 2020. Same kind of industry he was in, but took uh, was recruited away. Now, um, the only time he went into the office in March 2020 was to get the, just to get his computer. Um, and that they did through, uh, you know, a touch-free sort of environment. He didn't even get to see anybody or go to where his office might have been, but it wasn't. He has he did not meet his teammates personally until last summer when they had a well, one-day outing where all of his teammates came together, and they were from all over the, all over the country. Uh, and so they came together for him. He's still not, and his company has said, we're not going to bring people back into the office. We think this is working, and it's, uh, it's there. So, and I've talked to him a couple of times about his manager, mm-hmm. and he basically doesn't really have a manager. Now he does. I mean, there's a person who with that title, but he doesn't have a relationship with, Mm -hmm. I mean, as long as he does what he's supposed to do. Now I would, I find that an unsustainable corporate decision that uh, in terms of what I, I would call, I mean, of course I'm dating myself and so forth, but I'm still saying there's no way that he will develop any loyalty to that company beyond the paycheck. Um, and so I think the quote, does he respect his, his manager? Yeah. He says he does. He said, yeah, he said, I get along uh, uh, with my manager and, you know, we, we talk on the phone and we do zoom and, you know, uh, I feel like I, I, I know what, uh, what's expected of me, but he doesn't really have a relationship there. I know, but you know, we're going in that direction that you will have to accept that I am not near you. But somehow, and maybe you can figure out what the somehow <laughs> is, you are, I have developed a trust for you. There's something about me, and I think it's all of what we're going to mention. If you, if you figure out all of what we are trying to say to, to people who are listening as it relates to secrets to Great leadership. People dis people have the ability to display this, but the way they behave, the way they act, the values they uh, emulate, and those kinds of things influence whether you can trust me or not. Right, sight unseen. Right, yep. and I, I mean, I, I'm with you. I, I. Uh, we won't name the organization is that we had an organization that got really, really big. And the bottom line was 
there were people who went years. I'll say years. I'll say at least a year without seeing their supervisors. Yeah. And the reality is uh, they made it all right. And even now, like your example, there are some people that I interact with who are doing better in terms of performance right now than they did all of last year. And I've had many people say, you know, God, it's great not being on the road. It's great being at home and really having the time to think about what I'm doing. And uh, I really don't have to worry about bumping into this person, that person, and all of this. Yep. Uh, it's just making it better for me. And so I think that's coming. I think that's coming. And part of what we are talking about is getting to the point that you can comfortably deal with that uh, and not worry about it. Right. But I, I think, the, and what we're, what we're really saying is that um, not only is leadership uh, a dynamic uh, process, but um, it's also one that is continuing to change and perhaps change more rapidly than we even recognize uh, in terms of the kinds of, of things that leaders are supposed to do or need to do to be successful. And that's really what the whole purpose of these podcasts is, is to look at some of the, um, the things that are, um, some might call simple, uh, and, uh, but they are the, the, the foundational pieces that if you do and do them well, uh, you can be a successful leader in almost any environment, whether it's remote or, or face-to-face. Um, but uh, those things that need to be you need, you need to pay attention to them, and they are the keys to to future success. So, um, respected, 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 or being respected. Any last comments from you? People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Right. Absolutely. So I believe that to get us off first base to third base is to make certain. And many of the things that you will, you will hear us talk about is how much do you really care about the people you're working for or working with? And if you don't care, guess what? They will sense it. Yep. They'll know it. And yep. they will be gone. Yep. So... That would be my closing comments. You know, your your uh, your behavior speaks loudly and clearly. So, pay very very close attention to the respect you have earned, and to the respect that you get and give all the time. And be the leader in giving the respect. Right. As a leader, never wait around for some of this whole issue of, well, I'll respect you if you respect me kind of thing is, is uh, let that go by the wayside. You respect first and expect others to respect you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you very much. I hope everybody's enjoyed listening to this uh, conversation about uh, the leadership characteristic of being respected, but also respecting others and the people that work with you. So... Hope everyone has a great day. Thank you for listening. That was great, guys. And thank you for listening. 
Please let us know how you liked today's podcast and send us your thoughts to D.H. McCahern at the McCahern Group or S. Royal at actionpointpartners.com.